Hello and welcome to a new episode of the CEO as Activist series from the Business in the Community Ireland podcast. Well, last week, the Leaders Group on Sustainability, powered by Business in the Community Ireland, launched the Inclusive Employer Blueprint, a practical guide to creating inclusive workplaces and reducing social inequalities in Ireland. The Blueprint was launched at a jam-packed event where the audience heard from business leaders and people supported by inclusion programmes. After the launch, we sat down with Ken Scully, Country Manager of Marks and Spencer Ireland and Sinead Patton, Chief Financial and Commercial Officer of Veolia to discuss the role that business can play in reducing social inequalities in Ireland. What I would suggest companies do is sit down and work out what's best for them and take it in small steps if they haven't already done so. And if they're already in this space and they want to develop it, just pick parts that they think would work for them. There's people for whatever reason find themselves excluded in society. And the whole role of this is is companies are best placed in order to help that. And it's the coming together of those companies um, that can make a change. We also had the pleasure to talk to Dara O'Loughlin on how the business support received helped him to get back into employment. Uh, my name's Dara Lachlan and I'm the wine advisor in the food hall in Marks and Spencer's at Mary Street. Okay, how did you get the job there? I literally started through business in the community. Uh, the course I've done, I did uh, nearly three years ago now. So uh, I started work experience in Marks and Spencer's for two weeks at the time. So they seen the initiative in me and uh, I got kept on for Christmas of that year. Uh, and I was made permanent in April of last year and I was uh, promoted uh, through a vacancy to wine advisor because of my previous experience. I think a lot of people would like that job. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about when you started though first. Was it a little bit intimidating going into a place like that? I mean, a big company like Marks & Spencer's. No, absolutely not. Um, Because stepping back forward, the business in the community, when we done our two days uh, in-house, I wanted to do uh, work experience at Marks & Spencer's. So I also did a mock interview with uh, Sandra from HR, a recruitment, sorry, in, in MS. And uh, no, because I, a bit nervous on the day that I started the work experience, but having said that, um, they do, it was the marks and starts, so they do a buddy up. So I had someone there uh, to shoulder me for the two weeks, which was absolutely fantastic. That's important. What does the buddy do? Well, it greets you on the day of your work experience, shows you around the building, stays with you all the time, uh, gives you jobs to do, shows you how things are done. Um, and it's great. It gives you confidence. And somebody to ask questions. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Where's the loo? Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Basic things which like is great. That. So the buddy up system. So you're not left alone. You're not feeling nervous. You're not apprehensive about anything. And yeah, they, it's great. Great. Now you talked about the course that you did with business in the community. What was involved in that? Well, uh, I just a brief interview. Um, that year and I got on to the September months course so we did two how two weeks um because I was out of work for certain reasons for a few good few months so we did two weeks in-house uh or as in um preparation of CV some mock interviews role play and stuff like that and there was 14 people there and then which was helpful as in how to prepare yourself for an interview how to do your CV the proper structure to your CV and also the role play help with that. And then you go out for your two weeks uh, experience, work experience you in said, different placements. Yeah, you said you were out of the, the workforce for a while. Was it hard to get back in? Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, I really hadn't got my mind up what I wanted to do. You know, do I want to go back to 
jobs I've had in the past, you know, and I'd, I've never been at a work up to that stage. So it was kind of daunting task for me. But uh, tr through advice from a friend of mine, I went through business and community, um, did this course, and it was absolutely fantastic. How did you hear about business in the community? Through a friend of mine, Eamon, through the Salvation Army, um, recommended uh, them to go because he, he had worked with them for years and still does today and said uh, what great work to do with people, people from every different walks of life. Mm. Outside of the financial well-being, what difference has the opportunity to work meant for you personally? Oh, absolutely, but for your mental health for everything forget about the financial goals it's the mental health because when you're out of work it's it's just awful for your mental health so basically it's given me a lot of structure in life and also uh, now three years down the road i can give something back to people that come in from work experience to mns that's a nice feeling isn't it? absolutely yeah because i know what they feel like um and it's great i can give something back what would you say to employers who might not have done like what Marks and Spencers have done and might be a bit dubious about taking people on who haven't worked for a while or may have what they might call issues? What would you say to companies about giving people a chance? Well, everyone has had issues in life and to give them the chance to work to their full potential, show them what they have. And if Absolutely. more companies did this, would it be better? Absolutely, yeah. What, what would you say is in it for them? For the companies? Mm -hmm. Well, basically... It's, good employees there's some very good people out there that want to work and they're not being given the chance to work and this through business in the community marks and spencers and several other companies in this have proven that it actually works marks and spencer have seen the benefit of a social inclusion strategy and it's been a huge benefit to them as an organization to other staff members as well as people who have taken part in their social inclusion programs uh, my name is Ken Scully and I'm country manager for MS in the Republic of Ireland and I effectively have responsibility for everything for MS over here. Okay, you're also the co-chair of this particular initiative group. Can you tell me a little bit about the work that you've done? Yes, yeah, so I suppose uh, a group got together and our goal was how do we as businesses um, become more socially inclusive so that we can effectively do something for society and for business in general. So it's tried to uh, work out what do we need to do to be more socially inclusive and how do we go about doing that? And what did you come up with? Uh, well, today we launched the Blueprint, which is effectively 18 months work. And what that really is about is it's giving guidance to companies of how they may go about being more socially inclusive. And as we said earlier on, um, it looks overwhelming. You know, it's a quite a comprehensive document. But I don't think there's any expectation on any company to embrace all of it. And again, you kind of have to pick and choose what you think is right for you. And it's not a one size fits all approach. Um, so there's no expectation that what would work in certain industries would work in others. But it, it really is a good um, model to take your first steps into social inclusion if you haven't already done so. So you're planting seeds there for other companies. Absolutely, yeah. And as we said today, uh, I know there's companies out there doing brilliant stuff right across the social inclusions of peace and uh, even sharing best practice will will help everybody i'm sure in mns we can learn from what other people are doing and other people can learn from what we're doing so there's a lot of learning between organizations that would be part of it yes there's a, an acknowledgement that nobody has the magic bullet to, to um, uh, be totally socially inclusive so sharing best practice would be quite good uh, way forward social inclusion it seems to be very important to mns culture um, also to you personally as co-chair, is that true or, and why is that so? 
Yeah, so I think from, uh, let's say, wearing a business hat, first of all, um, M&S recognises that the success of the business is really down to our people. And uh, the more our people, the more diverse our people are, the better quality decision making is made, the better innovation is, the better problem solving is, and that reflects itself in brilliant customer service in our stores. Now, you were saying about the, the blueprint and that there was a lovely infographic that was up on the, on the wall and there were so many aspects to it. Would you recommend that people would just focus on one or two and what would be a good place to start in a business? Um, I don't think any organisation could look at everything and um, hope to, to go at it from day one. So I think what I would suggest companies do is sit down and work out what's best for them and take it in small steps if they haven't already done so. And if they're already in this space and they want to develop it, just pick parts that they think would work for them. Um, but I don't think there's any way somebody is going to come from a, from a standing start to start embracing that. So it's really what works for you and as an acknowledgement that it's not one size fits all. One aspect was strategic partnerships. What does that mean? Uh, it basically means that what you've got to do is enter into partnerships um, with organisations um, so that you can effectively help your social inclusiveness um, policy. So, for example, one of the, the partnerships we have is with businesses in the community and uh, through their Ready for Work scheme, they will put us in contact with people from more marginalised backgrounds and that enables us then to work, work with the people and give them the opportunity to reach their full potential. What role do you think business leaders play now and in the future to build a socially cohesive Ireland, you know, Ireland Inc.? Uh, why is it important to the bottom line as well? Um, I think as I, if I go back to what I said in the beginning, uh, the more diverse your organisation is, uh, I genuinely believe that the better performance there is um, from a business. And there's a huge amount of academic research that supports that. Um, but I also think that that there's an acknowledgement, I think, uh, among leaders in business that society uh, needs to work with business. We can't do everything on our own. We are part of society, and what we do has to also enhance society in general. Ken Scully, country manager with Marks and Spencer in Ireland. Veolia, too, have been implementing a social inclusion strategy both north and south of the border in Ireland. They've also been working with students. This is Sinead Patton, Veolia's Chief Financial and Commercial Officer. We got involved with this initiative about 18 months ago um, and it is looking at social inclusion and, and it's really a project that has come about on there's people for whatever reason find themselves excluded in society and the whole role of this is, is companies are best placed in order to help that and it's the coming together of those companies um, that can make a change because a lot of it is people are excluded they just need that little bit of intervention that little bit of helping hand and that's what, what we're hoping companies will do and also linked into that uh, I think it if you have a more diverse workforce, do you know what I mean? You will have a more innovative workforce. And then also you're widening the resource and the recruitment pool of talent that is available. Now tell me a little bit about Viola. You're a huge employer in Ireland, aren't you? We are Viola in Ireland. Uh, on the island of Ireland, uh, we employ uh, over 700 um, people. Uh, we're an environmental company and we look at sustainable solutions in terms of companies' energy, water and waste requirements. Um, and so is that sustainability then this the social inclusion, you can kind of draw parallels from that um, in relation to the, the project. So it's kind of sustaining a good flow of employees into the company from diverse backgrounds. Yes, it, it, exactly. And it's it, like I said, it is it is widening that um, that recruitment pool. One of, one of the things you have is like even in our own company currently, we have about 60 open uh, positions um, and, and there is challenges finding people to fill those positions and I think this, this is widening that resource pool because it, it doesn't matter what background you have, it's, it's as long as you can do the job. 
Uh, and I think that is a key message in relation to this programme. Now, Sinead, you were involved in the development of this whole strategy and this programme. How did that come about and, and you know, what have you come up with at the end of it? Yeah, so, it, so it, for me, it started around uh, uh, 18 months uh, ago and uh, Violia have co-chaired uh, this initiative along with uh, Marks and Spencers. And, and really that was bringing together um, over that time lots of meetings with companies from different backgrounds um, ac across the spectrum of, of Irish society. And it's using their experiences and sharing stories uh, and working together to come up with this uh, blueprint um, and, and really this, this blueprint is the first step then in, in moving forward to becoming lots of people are on an inclusive journey already and this is really to help people. Maybe people are just starting and maybe people are just uh, trying to become a truly inclusive employer. Um, I think for me this, this blueprint that we have come up with is it's something that you need to not become overwhelmed with because there's a lot in the detail but it's really for companies to take it maybe take one thing, pilot it, but most importantly, feedback. Do you know I mean? So that it becomes a living document and not something that's just, now we've got that document and off we go. Um, so it, ha it has been it has been a good journey, do you know, but it's, been, it's also been challenging because it's not an easy answer, um, social inclusion. People can say, yeah, we, we, we want to be a diverse employer, but it's, it's really putting something behind that and, and actually measuring it. And are we truly, um, do we have that within the culture of the organisation and it'll become part of your business as usual. So I, I think the next steps now in this, in this programme um, will be interesting, but will also be challenging because you need to, like I need to go back within our organisation and ask those challenging questions. You need something, someone to champion this. Um, we need to look at all of our recruitment and retention practices. We need to look at what we're doing in the communities and somehow link that to who we're actually employing within our organisation. Do you need to keep your focus quite narrow so you don't get overwhelmed? I think you do. You you, you should because you there's no point in doing a scattergun approach. Do you know what I mean? You, you really need to take... Take one thing to pilot and then it's uh, measure it, assess the impact. Sometimes that mightn't be successful, but you can also learn from the, I suppose, the blockers or the challenges that you have. So it, it is very much so take it in little steps. Now you mentioned stories there. Have you had uh, incidences kind of that have worked really, really well in Veolia? Have you taken on people from which would have been marginalised groups? Yeah, we, we have. We, we work with uh, uh, two um schools from vulnerable backgrounds, one in uh, Plunkett College in Dublin, um, and we've been doing that programme now for about four years, and, and that is where you have students coming in, and they, they come into the world of Veolia and you help them with their, their CV writing, their interview skills, um, and you, you take them through the day in the life of various people within Veolia so that they can kind of assess, well, is, is that a career choice that I would like to do? Um, and then at the end of that programme, they also then have to present back um, what they have done and what their learnings are. And, and the feedback has been very good. And like I say, we've been doing that for four years. We've now extended that to um, Grennan College in Kilkenny. And then we're also trying to look at schools now in Belfast. What recommendations would you make to other companies who aren't involved in this space yet, but, you know, they really should? What's in it for them? They should get involved. That would be my first recommendation um, and access this this blueprint because it's not just for the companies involved in business in the community. It's, it's going to be accessible and available to um, all companies. So my first point would be get a copy of the blueprint, have a read through it, maybe get in contact with some of the other companies that are involved and then start to pilot it. Um, and, but share your stories, feed it back. It's, it, the important thing is this is a live document and it, it will get better as it goes along so 
it, it's really access it, try something, share it back, and most importantly, then make connections with other companies that are involved. And is there learning between companies through business in the community? Yeah, there, there, def- there definitely is. There was so much learning that we had even coming together in the last 18 months because you had the, the Marks and Spencer story where they, they have their ready-for-work schemes. Um, you have some of the Vodafone stories where they talked about unconscious bias training. So there's lots, and it's even those little snippets of information, then you it just triggers something. You think, well, I, I'll take that back now to see if we can get that to work for us. That was Sinead Patton, Chief Financial and Commercial Officer of Veolia. Finally, Senior CSR Advisor from Business in the Community Ireland, Linda O'Sullivan, talks about the steps a business can take to create an inclusive workplace. Lots of companies will give uh, work placements, transition year placements, to their employees' children. We'd encourage them to link up with uh, disadvantaged DESH schools and offer the same programmes or initiatives to children from those schools that actually may not have parents working in in um, in some of these companies um, and just can't be which can't them. see exactly yeah um, and just show them that open their eyes up to the, the various different worlds of work to see what they can do I know you said it was kind of overwhelming if you're to try and do everything but what were those eight points because they were really very good and very interesting within our blueprint we presented a whole range of activities, I guess, that we're calling activities that support inclusion. So things that we're saying within um, your community outreach programmes. Firstly, really critically evaluate what you're doing. So lots of companies are doing stuff, but does it actually have a social impact? Companies are putting lots of resources, uh, maybe time and money, into um, community programmes, but they stop and don't measure the impact and so they can't really tell if they're if they're affecting any social change and we would be encouraging them to 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 just look at that um, because they can um, if we look at recruitment companies will very often say look we're, we're inclusive we're open to anyone we don't discriminate but actually if they look and review their own recruitment processes they can you know you can identify that actually are we are we attractive to maybe a vulnerable job seeker um, or do they even know are we on their radar and if they applied would they get past the first um, the first round so it's really looking at those recruitment practices we can have a tendency I guess to uh, employ people who like ourselves and yeah. um, so it's tackling unconscious bias um, and seeing well what I, what can we do what can we do about that? And just recognising it in the first instance. Um, and then um, one of the things that I think is really important is writing inclusive job descriptions and actually even moving away from um, CV application forms and looking at skills. What are the skills needed for this job? One of the examples that I really like is actually posing a challenge that's relevant to the job you're doing and getting people to apply in terms of how they would address that challenge and interviewing then on the basis of the responses. So you know nothing about the person other than they came up with a really innovative solution. Um, And so there's lots of ideas like that in terms of recruitment. Flowing on then into retention, it's um, looking at how you promote and develop underrepresented groups within the organisation and looking at are there specific initiatives that um, a company can, can engage in to really make sure that their people are supported. They feel welcome. They feel welcome. Mm-hmm. They, and they feel that they're supported. And I mean, all of us will have 
different demands on our employer from time to time. I think Marks and Spencers were talking about, um, or Marks and Spencer, I should say, uh, they're talking about their buddy system and how that yes. makes a huge difference. Yeah, and it is, it, it is a huge thing. And when you talk, I mean, I've worked with companies and they're interested in doing something around disability. And they're afraid nearly to ask the person who comes on board um, anything. They, they think, well, I don't want to offend, so actually maybe I'll just give them a wide berth. Whereas if you bring in a buddy system and say, look, I'm here, you ask me anything and I'll show you the ropes and that and introduce the person around to, to colleagues, it just makes I think huge, I was reading in your book that, that um, Accenture are, uh, you know, specifically going after people with particular challenges, conditions. Yeah, Accenture have done a really interesting piece around autism. They, they were looking at uh, people who have really good skill sets in terms of analysts um, and can be excellent technical employees but that actually maybe wouldn't get through the usual With social skills yeah. process mm-hmm. um, so yeah they, they they have done an initiative where they offered and they they were very focused and which i heartily recommend companies take a, a focused approach and do something um, and do it well and see how it how it how it works so they focused and they offered two internship positions to people with autism um, and in advance of the, the, the candidates coming into the workplace they actually did a lot of training for the staff as well so around, for their own staff for their own staff um, and so they brought their partners in so they partnered with uh, Specialist Turn as I am our two organisations and they brought them in to talk to staff and just just really give them the confidence I guess in welcoming their new colleagues so one of the just to, to wrap up you said one of the important thing is to have an overarching goal what do you mean by that so what i mean by that is have almost like a north star for your social inclusion so look this is what we're going to try and achieve this year and i suppose an example i gave is there's there's companies we know there's lots of companies that are on big recruitment drives at the moment you know you might for example be looking at recruiting 100 people over the next two years if you're serious about social inclusion we'll build in a goal that five of those will be safe from long-term unemployed. People who have come through uh, a background where they have faced challenges, put that goal in place and communicate it widely across the organisation so that everybody knows what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then build actions and activities that will help you achieve that. So for employers and businesses that are interested in getting involved, where can they get their hands on the blueprint? So it's on our website at the moment. So it's... uh, bitc.ie um, and so they can download it from there we would love to hear from any employers that are interested in it um, and indeed from community based organisations that are working with people looking to get into employment um, so you can contact us at info at bitc.ie or pick up the phone pick up the phone call us we'd love to talk to you Linda Sullivan thanks for talking to us well, that's all from the Business in the Community podcast for now. Our thanks to our guests, Dara O'Loughlin and Ken Scully from Marks & Spencer, to Sinead Patton from Riolia, and of course, Linda O'Sullivan from Business in the Community. Remember, you can get more ideas on how you can be an inclusive employer and also download a copy of the blueprint from the website www.bitc.ie. There's also support available from the Business in the Community team on the other end of a phone line and also by email. All the details are on the website. Until the next time, from me, Angie Mazzetti and all in the Business in the Community team here in Fibsborough, goodbye and take care.